Hello, everybody. Welcome back to All Other Business. Uh, we've been away for a little while, but uh, here we are again. And today we're going to talk about something that everybody has to go through on an almost daily basis, and it's commuting. It's one of the hardest parts of being a, a working person, in my opinion. And it's not only office-related. Everybody has to go through this. So, you know, it's a topic that a lot of different people can relate to. And uh, now I in my neck of the woods here in New York City I'm pretty much subway bound that's my you know that's my main commuting vehicle how about you well I have two types of commutes I, I live out in the suburbs but I don't want to take my local like the railroad or whatever so I drive first into uh, one of the uh, boroughs and then from there I take the subway okay so I have fun on both ends <laughs> well let's start with the subway since it's uh since it's what we have in common. I mean, my observation is that there's so much bad behavior going on in that environment. Any Anytime you open up a platform like that to the general public and it's filled with all different kinds of people, you're just going to get a lot of people who are not behaving correctly. And it's not like they're doing anything egregious. It's all these little annoying behaviors that they have that can drive you crazy. The nail... I think we needed a sound effect after you said egregious. Egregious. Wait, let me see if I can find something. <laughs> That's the effect that we could use for those $10 words, right? Yes. yes. The ones that have no idea what they mean. <laughs> um, but I'm thinking of things like the nail clipper, the guy who's clipping his nails. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. You know, these things are shooting out at everybody, and they don't really <laughs> care, you know. It's amazing how they think the subway floor is a garbage pail. Oh, yeah. Um, and then and it's the same thing that goes with food. I mean, first of all, I've seen people eating on the subway, stinking it up with their whatever they got from that cart that day, and they leave it. They, it's, it's the McDonald's wrappers. It's the styrofoam things from the, from the cart that they eat. It's, and they leave it there, like, like you said, like it's some sort of trash receptacle. And then in the morning, you see a variety of donuts, coffee. I mean, nothing healthy, right? The younger people, they're eating like the worst junk food. I'm seeing Doritos. Okay, right. eight o'clock in the morning, they're eating Doritos and a soda. Diet Coke, like that makes a difference. <laughs> I mean, so, and then they'll they'll you know crumpled up the bag. I once confronted a young woman, and it was not the smart thing to do because here I am, you know, an older guy, but my policy is never to have a confrontation on the subway. You, you just you get yourself into the frame of mind where you're just going to have to live with a lot of these little things that people do, right? And not yeah. let it ruin your day because after all, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. But for some reason, this today was different for me. She ate the Doritos, she crumpled it up, she threw the bag on the ground. Right. And I turned around to her and I said, are you going to leave that there? And what did she say? She said, maybe. <laughs> And what did you say? Well, at that time, thank the Lord, the doors opened and I just shook my head and walked out because I I did the calculation at that point and there was no way I was going to win that conversation. The other things that bother me are people who insist on leaning against the pole, like so you can't hold on to the pole, right? Right, but they're doing you a favor because they're taking all the uh, feces off the pole. <laughs> They're actually cleaning it for you. All the what? You know, the feces. 
I would have I would have accepted bacteria, okay, but f literally feces. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a known fact that these holes are contaminated with feces. You see the homeless people on there. You think they wash their hands? Okay. All right. Well, you make a good point. Now you'll never take the subway again without white gloves. Yeah. I don't really know if there's even an appropriate sound effect for that. Let me try this one. No, that didn't work. No. <laughs> I think my bell just rang. Hold on. <laughs> don't be using sound effects that could confuse us. <laughs> That's right. Hold on. Hold on. I got to go answer the door. <laughs> How about the guy that falls asleep on you? What's the move there? The A-hole, the A-game. The A-hole is give him a shove, I guess, but that's what I do sometimes. I just gently nudge him so he, he sits upright again. I, I mean, don't know if there is an A-game a to do that. And they always look in that, that stupid look at you. They give you that stupid smile. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Not getting enough sleep, buddy? Yeah. I mean, how, how tired do you have to be to fall asleep on the freaking subway, right? The noises, the smells, the rattling on the—you know—you got to be like this guy just told you know forty-eight hours straight. He's not getting any sleep at all. This clown. <laughs> what about the guy who sits right next to you and he spreads his legs? Oh, that's the guy that has testicles the size of cantaloupes. <laughs> how come your legs got to be spread so wide? Are you trying to show everybody how proud you are? They're either mutants. Down, down there in the gonad region, or they're just root. They just—I don't know what they're thinking. And I'm sitting there with my legs squeezed together, right? right? Because and this clown soprano, singing soprano, <laughs> <laughs> because this 19-year-old sits. She's sitting there like he's uh, Al Bundy on the sofa. Yeah, it's um, you know, you what you're looking for is to put their hand down their pants. <laughs> Come on, move those things. <laughs> Listen. Anybody puts their hand down their pants, that's when I got to throw the red flag right, right there. You know? Well, I had the best one I had the other day was someone was breastfeeding. Heavy set woman. She had a little baby. And the baby wasn't crying, but she just decided that the baby needed one of her breasts. And you know she was looking to be confrontational. I, I, I swear she was doing it to be confrontational. She wanted somebody to say something. I just kept my head down, and I, would, I refused to make eye contact key part of commuting, not making eye contact. And I, and I tell you, she was deaf. And then she starts taking the baby's clothes off. And I'm saying to myself, what the hell is this, a restroom? With a, before you know it, they're going to be asking for uh, those tables, the changing tables on the subway. There's a big controversy about whether it's okay for women to breastfeed in public. I'm not going to get into that. No, you know? I have no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, personally, I really don't have a problem with it either. But it's almost the attitude that it's not just this behavior, but any behavior. It's this defiant, yes. I'm going to do this, and you try and stop me, or God forbid you should confront me or say something, right? right. That's what we're talking about here. And I, you could see this was this was aimed to be confrontational because there was the baby wasn't even crying. You know, She just wanted to show everybody she can do it on the subway, and she was waiting for someone to be confrontational. Yep. But I didn't take that route. Well, I stand at my shoes for about 15 minutes. <laughs> the only time that doesn't work, and this is another pet peeve of mine, is you got somebody sitting right across from you, and they're staring right at you. For some reason, there's always going to be a guy. And by the way, it's never an attractive young lady. It's always some guy in a raincoat who's sitting across from you and staring 
like lasers at you. And the you know, I usually carry uh, a paper with me, and I just put the paper up in front of my face. Right. Because you're always playing that game. Not gonna look. Not gonna look. No. Not gonna look. No eye contact. See, that's another problem with commuting. You do realize that we are commuting with deranged individuals, right? Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, some people that are not right. <laughs> you even get. You get all this unwanted entertainment. You get the Mexican guys with those oh. guitars that look like the size of their body, right? You get the these young hip-hop kids. And let me tell you something. They're really talented. I'm amazed at what they can do. If they, if I would see them in a theater or on the street or whatever, I'd be like, man, that's that's cool. Right. But, I mean, they're running up and down, and they're, they're swinging on the poles, and you're worried that they're going to kick you in the head. But how many of these Mexican guys are not even good? When they start singing, they're terrible. It's like, will you please just shut up? That, I think they want money for you just to shut them up. I've often thought of that. I'm going to give you $5 if you be Leave. quiet. Leave. Be quiet. And the other people who just drive me crazy are the preachers, the loud preachers. Oh, yeah. You know, they're all Christian, and they just, at the top of their lungs, tell me why I'm going to be you know, damned for all eternity. Right. And if I were to walk up to one of those people and say, not now, please, I'd be the bad guy, right? Oh, sure. You'd be pagan. You'd be the, the heathen. The worst thing is traveling on the subway when you have bags or packages and stuff like that. I mean, if you have something that you have to carry from work or, or you know, you like a big bag or you're carrying something, how awkward is that? People kicking into it, or you, when you sit, you got to take up more space, and people staring at you, right? I know, I know, I know. And because I don't like it either. If it's when the shoes on the other foot, I don't like people walking in with all of this. Like the people who walk in with the balloons to go into a party, right? Yeah. yeah. And and this is going to sound terrible, but I'm going to say it anyway because it really bothers me. Bring in your goddamn kid in the carriage on the train, okay? <laughs> right. What are they supposed to do? Strap them to their back? I know that sounds terrible. It uh, is. I think the bicycle guys are the worst. If you have a bicycle, why do you need to drive to be on the train? <laughs> Actually, guess, that's a good point. Yeah. You get these messages. <laughs> the that's like cheating. That's like somebody who owns a Mini Cooper and <laughs> driving it onto the train. <laughs> <laughs> it fits. <laughs> yeah. You have to have a strategy when riding the subway. You first got to assess the situation while you're on the platform or who's around you. Okay? So if you have someone spitting on the platform, there's a very good chance they will be doing that on the train itself. So you got to stay away from that person. You know? Good point. Good point. Yeah. And then you have uh, the, the, you know, the, the loud earphones or headphones, whatever. Okay? And music that usually has one beat. Where's the drums? Do the drums. That's what it sounds like for 20 minutes. <laughs> right? And then your eardrums are ready to pop. So you got to stay away from that person. So you, you keep edging away to certain cars. And the next secret of success is when the train actually pulls in and you see one empty car. Don't go in that car. Good strategy. Okay, because you know someone's in there that really smells very bad. And you always get that genius that runs in and sits down. Like, wow, I found a seat. <laughs> it's 
surprise. <laughs> but if you keep listen, if you keep avoiding all of these people, you're never going to find a car to sit in. You're going to have to hang off the back of the train. <laughs> That's kind of the point I'm making. Now we know why people jump in front of the train because there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> no car left. <laughs> but you know what's funny too? I I go I leave relatively early, and I see the same people every day. And it's amazing how no one acknowledges anyone. It's like people are in their zone, and they don't want to be bothered. And I'm not looking to talk to anybody. When you when you walk on the train, one thing you got to understand is it's a high level of um, I don't want to say anxiety, a high level of tension. You have to be really careful, right? Right. I was standing and I was reading a newspaper, and apparently every time I turned the page, I was grazing the top of this guy's head. <laughs> All right, and he was sitting, and I was standing, and eventually he he looks at me and he goes, "If you hit me one more time, I'm going to make you eat that paper." <laughs> That's what he opened with. Not excuse me, sir. You're hitting. No, I'm going to make you eat it. And then I had another one, this little woman, this, uh, she was, looked to be of Indian background, and she kept looking up at me and with these angry eyes, and I said, eventually, what's the matter? And she goes, you know what you're doing. <laughs> I said, no, I don't know what I'm doing. What's the matter? And she goes, stop breathing on me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> So I said to her, you just got to get used to our Western ways, sweetheart. <laughs> People here do breathe. Yes. Fortunately, in, in, in the West, we breathe. <laughs> have you ever see anybody like get sick on the train? I have never seen anybody get sick on the train. I've had trains stopped in the station because of a quote-unquote sick passenger. Yes, I, I've, been, I've experienced about three of them in my life. Uh, really? Right. One was a couple of days ago where the guy was just sitting there sleeping. All of a sudden, he went, oh, and passed out in front of us. And then there was a time that this guy, a friend of mine, him and I were standing holding the pole. And this guy was sitting on, like, his briefcase or something. And I said to my friend, you better move. This guy's going to lose it. And he didn't listen. And sure enough, all over my friend's raincoat. <laughs> oh, he just, like, just upchucked everywhere and my, I got out of the way because I could see it coming you know whenever somebody gets sick on the train theoretically they stop the train and they bring over the police come over and they take the person out if I got sick on the train forget it they just trample right over me right yeah, and you'd probably be there until the last stop I would get no help that's when they find you when they're cleaning out the Dorito bags <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never have any luck anywhere, even on the platform. You ever notice how, like, in most cases, if you're on the express train, they'll hold the express train until the local comes and makes the connection? That never happens for me on the never reverse side. Never happens for me. Not on the never reverse happened. side. Nope. Yes. When I'm on the express train, it does. But when I'm on the local, they never hold the express. Never hold it. What is their logic, too? Like, you know. Here's their logic. If we're on the train, they're not holding it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. I'm convinced. And there's certain jargon that they use, which I found out from uh, MT employees, MTA employees or Long Island Railroad employees, whatever, that these guys, like when they say um, train traffic, right, and they stop the train in the middle of a sub in the station between two stations, that's a good indication that the conductor's going to the bathroom. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. 
But these guys, I said to this guy, how do you go to the bathroom? Because we, well, two options. Either there are certain stations that have bathrooms, and we just hold the train. Either use a sick passenger or sub, the train traffic. Well, okay. So then the next time I hear that, I'll know what's exactly what's going on. Exactly. I, I'm always aware of that. Now, did you ever get stuck on the train? Oh, more times than I would care to comment on. Well, I got stuck once because there was a derailment. And I was behind the train at the rail. And what happened was the first train that actually derailed had mechanical difficulty. I wonder what that's a sign for, what the conductors are doing then. If, if train traffic is bad for them, I wonder what mechanical difficulty is. It's something that takes longer than your average shit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to have um, a guest on who's female so that we can get the female perspective on some of these topics because all the things that we complained about, women have it 10 times worse on the subway. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know? yeah. I, I don't think there's a single woman who can say that she hasn't in some way been harassed or molested in some way. They're allowed to check your bag now if they, you know. Yeah. Uh, so the cops can stop you and check your bag or, you know. And this woman that works with me, she's attractive. They're checking her bag at least once a week. Get out. I swear to God. I said to her, listen, you know why they're doing that, right? They're trying to hit on you. Well, that explains why nobody's checking my bag. Yeah, me too. Now, there's a way around this, and a lot of companies, mine included, offer the ability to telecommute from home. But I have to say, whenever I'm telecommuting, unless I'm extremely busy, I tend to slack off a little bit. Ever have that? Yes. I take more naps when I work from home than during the, when I work inside my office. I'm telling on myself here. Now's my chance to, to catch up on some of the shows I got on the DVR. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, you can't do that. No, I can't do that. But I'm saying, as long as you're responding to emails when they come through, the one thing that I do get caught on from time to time is send, somebody sends me an instant message, and like I don't reply to it for like two hours later. <laughs> you know, because I'm watching, you know, The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so that's why telecommuting can actually backfire in my case. And I also yeah. think that being in the office, being face-to-face -face with people, there's a big benefit to that. Oh, yeah. I don't like working from home because I do get – it's not that I get distracted. It's just that you're always hungry because you know food's available. Uh, so at 10 o'clock, you're planning your lunch. <laughs> yeah. At 11 o'clock, you eat your lunch. At 12 o'clock, you're thinking maybe I should have another lunch. Yeah, it's very distracting. I don't like working from home. It's nice to be with people and uh, a different environment. And, and basically working in, and, and since you do work in New York City, there's always something going on. But you have to be afraid that you're going to get home safe and things like that now, too. I actually had a guy who was sleeping, and somebody just walked up and took his bag. His lunch! His <laughs> lunch bag! <laughs> it's like... I was like, what the heck was this guy doing? So we went to go chase the guy, but he was already gone. And I'm like, what am I chasing this guy for? Because he lost his lunch. That is really cold. That was bad, yes. And the poor guy was sleeping. He woke up, and he had to see the look on his face. The other thing you have to be really careful. Now, here's, here's a case where you want to be nice, but sometimes it can backfire. That's giving your seat. Now, 
if someone is elderly, I'm going to give my seat. If right. someone is clearly pregnant, I'm going to give my seat. Don't always, ask if you're pregnant. Well, there's always that case where yeah. you're looking at someone, are they pregnant or are they just a little overweight? Now, I don't know about you, but when I do give my seat, I continue to look at the person and say, did I make the right judgment call here? <laughs> he kind of looks younger than me. I always question my judgment. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have got up. Why didn't I mean, anyone else get up? I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world if you give your seat up for somebody who doesn't really need it. But, I mean, I understand what you're saying. You know, you don't want to give it up unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is like it's a prize. You want a prize to get a seat, and you got to give the prize away. It's right. And another thing you have to be careful, like if you're ever sitting in on the subway and then like and you want to straighten out your pants and all of a sudden that person dodges for your seat. You gotta be you can't even get up and adjust your pants without losing your seat. <laughs> How about the people that pass wind on the train? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I wasn't gonna say this, but since you brought it up. That's my silent payback for all the other indignities that I have to suffer. <laughs> if it so happens that I'm a little flatulent, I'm, I'm like, good for all ears. Good for you, Mr. Staring Guy. Good for you, Mr. Nail Clipper. Good for you with the legs spread over there, you know. You're going to suffer for a few minutes, you know, and there's nothing they can do to pin it on me. <laughs> All right, so uh, so if you had one piece of advice for all the commuters out there, what would it be? Walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to end on that. That's 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 about as good as it gets. So uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, we're on Facebook. We are on iTunes. Tell your friends about us and uh, take it easy. <laughs>